Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of When I Was Your Age. I'm your host, Roland Parker, coming to you from week two of the college football season and week one of the NFL football season. And as always, it is a joy, pleasure, and treat to have you here. Today's guest I'm really excited about is Bella Aldana. Uh, excited to get her perspective on all things uh, Birmingham, med school, and uh, food and the like. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. Make sure that you're follow the, following the Instagram if you're not already. Um, that is, uh, we, we've received a ton of support, especially from Kai's episode. Um, it made a huge jump. We're now at 509 followers, which is a huge deal. Thank you so much for, for all of the support um, and everything like that. Um, if you have a question, you'd like to be a guest, or you know of somebody who would be a good guest, make sure that you send that our way uh, via DMs or email. Um, and we'll, I think with that, we will go ahead and get started. If I can find my mouse, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, and uh, it's a, it's a Bella, how's it going? Oh my good, goodness. how are I'm, you? I'm, good to I feel, see you. It's good to see you too. I feel so out of whack because I'm trying so hard to turn this background music off. I love <laughs> it. I love it. It is such a good vibe to start out the episode. <laughs> it's a good, good deal. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. It was going on for much longer than I was <laughs> so, It's a good deal. Well, how are, how are things going with you? What's up with you lately? Doing good. Just started my residency. So started my first big girl job this summer. So that's been really exciting and kind of transitioning into this new phase of life. But it's been really good. Um, you know, new change is always kind of scary, but it's been good change so far. Yeah, no doubt. That's that's awesome. Well, I'm excited to get into that a little bit more uh, in the podcast as well. Um I do have um, some get to know you questions before we uh, dive into those. Uh, if you if you're listening so far, make sure that you follow Bella on Instagram, <laughs> as I'll throw her at up there in the description of the podcast, as well as it. up on the screen if you're watching. Um, I follow back. It's a uh, excellent. <laughs> it's a uh, follow for follow. Follow for follow. <laughs> That's so good. All right. So, where are you from, and where do you currently live? Yeah, so I am from Birmingham, Birmingham's home, and I'm currently still in Birmingham. Um, I was actually born in Illinois and moved to Birmingham when I was about two years old, and my parents have loved it, and we've called Birmingham and Alabama our sweet home, you know, sweet home Alabama ever since. I guess like a fun fact of, you know, I'm from Birmingham, I'm living here now, but my family is from Colombia, South America. So okay. I would kind of call that as, you know, my second home. Sure. Uh, we grew up going back there, spending summers there. And so Birmingham awesome. is logistically home, but still a lot of home in Colombia too. So that, that's awesome. And do you, so obviously you, you I, I would assume that you would have family in Colombia that you get to get to see. Do you have that in Illinois as well? Yeah, we do actually. So um, we have a really big Colombian Latin family and some of our family first set up roots in Chicago. Nice. And so when my dad was coming to kind of do his further medical training, he first set up in Chicago. I was born there. He did some fellowships there and then 
we ended up in Alabama. We're the only ones in Alabama, which is kind of fun. We're the Southern cousins, but nice. we like it. That's a, that, that's cool. cool. Cool for the branding on the cousins. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what is it that you do? And uh, we'll, we'll get into this more uh, later in the podcast, but I'll, I like to get an understanding of what everybody's into kind of their, what's, what's your reason for being on the pod? Yeah. So just like what I do as work. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am a resident doctor, just started residency, just graduated from medical school. So very, very fresh, um, very much a young doctor, but, um, it's been really an exciting time. I think I've been a very like goal oriented person growing up. And so to kind of see these goals come to fruition has been really surreal, but, I just started my residency year, so I'm an intern, but I will actually have four more years of residency total. So my first year being an intern year, kind of more basic internal medicine and month by month electives. And then I will actually be going into dermatology, which will be three years of just dermatology after this. Um, So really a dream come true and really something that I've been excited about for a long time and still am. Nice. That's awesome to see. We we talked a little bit about this on Kai's episode, but just the mm-hmm. the feeling of culmination of like just yeah. so many years and hours of study and oh, yeah. you know all all of these different things leading into what what feels like this moment. Um, that's a Absolutely. that's a very cool feeling. I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Oh. I think you froze for me. It's a, yeah, I think, I think we lost a little bit of connection. No, you're, it's a, you're fine. So um, uh, the question I just asked is how old are you? Um, And we'll make sure that the connection is, is going okay. Yeah. So I am 26, um, which also feels kind of crazy. I don't really feel like I'm already in my mid twenties, but I guess, you know, I've had a little bit of life under my belt, definitely a lot of life still to go, but yeah, just, uh, mid 20s gal 26 and a half nice good deal and uh, what what piece of media are you currently enjoying be that a book podcast music tv um anything that's you know a part of uh, your routine maybe or just something like guilty pleasure even um what is, what is that to you as of late i think recently i've really enjoyed watching better call saw on netflix have you ever nice. seen the like Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've watched all of Breaking Bad, and I would throw that kind of in my top five of just like yeah. shows all time, uh, like start to finish, so so good. Um, and I tried to get into Better Call Saul, and I and I really struggled with it. I think I watched the whole first season, and then kind of just fell off. Yeah. Um, and I might need to give it another try because I've heard that it's really good. Yeah, it's definitely very different vibes from Breaking Bad. But I initially got into Breaking Bad because I was doing an away rotation last year in Albuquerque. And so I was like, I'm in Albuquerque. Breaking Bad's this famous show. My partner had started watching it. So I was like, well, I'll watch it too. I'm already here. Um, And then we've been kind of wrapping up Better Call Saul it is dif- very different from Breaking Bad in that it's not as like fast paced, not as many like gun action, but I don't know. I've really enjoyed it. I think like it really plays with morals. 
and I think it just like is so tactfully done like it's I that's just something that's been fun just like after a day of work coming home and putting on BCS that's what I call it BCS BCS. yes uh, throwing up the BCS on the screen. I, I love that. Exactly. Um, so when you were in Albuquerque, did you go on any of the um, the Breaking Bad, like uh, like bus tours or anything like that? I actually didn't, but I did go to the store. There's a candy store where they make like the blue rock candy that they use actually in the show to be like the meth. Mm-hmm. And so that was pretty fun to kind of get to see like what it actually looked like and we got to try some. It tasted like pure sugar. Nice. Um, and, you know, Albuquerque's full of like the adobe architecture. And it's really neat to see like very, very different landscape from, you know, the southeast. It's so different out west. And you kind of see that in the show, too. So it's kind of nice to know like, OK, the show is really reflective of what Albuquerque, I think, looks like for the most part. Right. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. I, um, it's a, this makes me think of, I have, I have a friend who is from like the outer banks and, um, I was when, uh, in watching the, the show outer banks, um, which I would not consider a good show, but I really enjoy it. It's, I, I I really, it's, I, it's like, it's, it's not that it's so bad that it's good. It's I'm like, like, I don't know. There's it, it jumps the shark quite a bit. Yeah, um, it's captivating. But I, but I still it, just like want to know what's happening. Yeah. yeah, captivating is a great way to put it. I just yeah. I want to know what's going on. I, w- I want to know what happens next. Um, but I and would not so, cons- consider it, it like high art. Oh, no. It feels very off the wall at times. How mm-hmm. they just like are these random teenagers running all over town. But it is very fun. I have watched The Outer Banks. Yeah. But the Outer Banks looks different in person, I think. Yeah, that's a, so. Well, that was uh, that was what I was going to say. Was that? Yeah, I think a lot of the filming they did in Florida, and I don't know specifically what area. Um, but I was like, hey, like, is it kind of so like this? Who's like, well, like some parts look a little bit similar, but for the most part, I think that they weren't filming like in the area, which is you know yeah. a, a little bit different from what um, the experience was in Albuquerque and Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Granted, I was only in Albuquerque for like two weeks. It's mm-hmm. a very, very brief view. Um, but yeah, it is very different out there. Very yeah. dry, very desert. Very, very dry, very desert. Yeah, very I would, desert. I would like to go and experience that. I, I really haven't been like out west for, for anything. I think it'd be fun just to get it, get a different take on uh, humidity at the very yeah, least. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, okay. Well, what, what is, uh, next question here, what is something you'd consider a luxurious necessity? Um, maybe Ooh. something that's, you know, blurs the line between a need and a want. Um, it's, uh, it's something that's really nice, maybe integrated mm-hmm. into the routine or it elevates, uh, some part of something that you have to do. Um, what, what, what is, the, what do you think of when I say luxurious necessity? I love this question. I feel like it reminds me of the TikToks on going on like, ooh, I love this question. Um, nice. I think for me, it's got to be like having Jenny's ice cream in the fridge at mm-hmm. all times. That is a necessary, you know, it's a need. Um, yeah. I went through, you know, 
a phase of my life where I truly had a spoonful of Jenny's before bed every single night. And so I just keep the fridge stocked nice. with Jenny's and I just think it's really nice. You know, we're adults now. We can have ice cream whenever we want. And I would really recommend a moment until we, until we get back. I think I lost you for, oh, for a sorry. bit. It's, um, well, I was going to ask, is there any, any specific flavor that you kind of, is your ride or die or is it, is it really anything and everything from Jenny's? I really love the, I guess I like it in different seasons. So like summer, the sure. lemon blueberry parfait oh, is delicious. Okay. And in the winter, the skillet cinnamon roll is also an all time favorite. I, I was hoping that you were going to say that because I, that that one is is really up there for me. I th I think the first time I tried it, I it like knocked my socks off. And then really, the, yeah. And then just like any time of year, I like the the brambleberry uh, crisp. The brambleberry one. is so yeah. good. It's it's but it's so awesome. I got worried one year that the skillet cinnamon roll wasn't coming back, and so I think I bought like five pints, and I was just stocked through the summer. It's a, it'd be a good one to, to have loaded up for sure. Good deal. Love that. Love it. Love the answer. I've, ice cream's a, a great answer for that. Um, so I've been asking this question. I've loved, uh, to see where, where people have taken it is, do you have any bits that you're doing, uh, maybe a running joke for just yourself or with, um, with somebody else too? Um, I'm trying to think of. I'm uh, yeah. of a good example as well. Like, um, uh, gray, gray has been doing one, uh, lately, like when we were, we were on a walk and she was in the stroller and she just kind of was over and over saying like, what's this? It's about, um, <laughs> that's so cute. It's a, yeah. So I don't know if I'd describe that as a bit that might yeah. not be a very good example. Cause that was mostly just her exercising. Uh, it's a, <laughs> The, the only thing that she knew <laughs> she knew how to say and was like really really trying it on and uh and exploiting it out um but but yeah is it anything that yeah. you think of I think for me like sometimes picking up the TikTok sounds mm -hmm. I feel like I'm definitely in the age group where I watch my TikToks on my Instagram as reels but I guess one that I throw around is kind of that sound like the how would they know how mm -hmm. would they know just when talking? I don't know, just throwing it out at work or with friends. I feel like I throw that one out a lot, but I find that some of these TikTok phrases will just like make their way into my daily right. language, which yeah. I think is fun. Keeps me young. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that the, the, the TikTok sounds and, um, and like references in that way, it's kind of honoring the spirit of Vine in the yeah. in the things that were so so quotable that people would just say them in the halls, and yeah. you like knew you knew exactly what they were what they were referencing, um, and to find something that you could apply it to is that you could you could uh, gain gain some some social status points for for throwing it out and. Exactly. And I feel like sometimes it's really unifying too, mm -hmm. just when like other people know what you're referencing. And I think that's really fun. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's a, that's, that's a great answer. Um, this next question, uh, I, 
I really, I really like it getting um, kind of serious answers and silly answers because um, they're, I think they're all um, equally um, important. But given the opportunity to replace the national anthem with any song on your playlist, what what song do you think that you would choose? And tell me a little bit about that. You know, hmm, I think this. I think this is silly. The first thought that came to mind, I think it's just a personal favorite, is um, Dancing Queen by ABBA. Yeah. You know, it's not very American. It's not very patriotic, but it is very unifying. It's a crowd favorite. Mm-hmm. Our Lady Liberty could be our Dancing Queen. Absolutely. Um, But that's just my go-to song. Yeah. It's just, I feel like it's a good pump-up song for me. So Absolutely. Maybe it can I, be a pump up song for America. Yeah, I I have never been at a wedding where they were playing Dancing Queen, where everybody wasn't out on the dance floor. Exactly. So it's just and a good vibe. It's a it is it, it it contagious good vibe very feel good song, um. So so important such a good answer so we're gonna roll with it Dancing Queen we're just gonna roll with it exactly. Love that. And then uh, last question before we get into what I would consider the meat and potatoes of it is how do we know each other? What's our connection here? Yeah. So I think we met in high school through a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. I actually distinctly remember going to your house and I think your mom had been to Columbia or she knew a Colombian and she was so sweet. And that was, I think, like one of my first impressions of you and your family, which I think is nice. I always remember your mama. Yeah, and then awesome. I remember getting to see you and Tabby get married, and then I guess we recently saw each other too at another wedding. So yes. that's a that that's awesome. That's a I uh it's a, I I'd forgotten about the bit of of meeting my mom and she she studied abroad for however however long it was, but to to have yeah. that connection that's such a that's a cool thing. Um, yeah. but yeah, wedding weddings too. That's a that yes. All the weddings. I love that weddings too just like keep people from different like phases of life together. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been fun too to just like be able to continue to catch up with you over the years. Yeah. Um, absolutely. at weddings and celebrating others. So it's always a, totally a good time. Agree. So well, whatever the next one is, can't wait for it. That'll be exactly. Awesome. It's a good deal. Well, I think I think that kind of wraps our our get to know you. I feel like we sufficiently know you as a podcast. So let's get a little bit more into your story. And you you mentioned that you're you're a resident, um, and the the focus for you um, is is going to be dermatology. So yeah. I'd like to know at what point in your life um, did you know you wanted to be in medicine, and then maybe also. Um, at what point did you know that dermatology, like specifically, was was what you connected with? Yes. So I actually come from a really big family of doctors. So I've always kind of been around medicine, around the hospital. My parents actually met in medical school in Columbia. And so um, they're both doctors and have some aunts, uncles, great aunts, great uncles, And I think medicine was always a career I definitely considered. I definitely loved growing up seeing my dad. I think I really loved seeing how much his patients loved and appreciated him. 
and how much of like a sweet impact he was having by being their physician. And so I think that was kind of always on my mind just when thinking about majors in college. But I think I was also like really indecisive when it came to like senior year. And I was like really in between like pre-med and pre-law. I'd done like the We the People program at Vestavia, which is like a mock congressional debate team, very plugged into the constitution. And honestly, like almost swayed me all the way to law. But um, I ended up just coming into college, liking the setup of the pre-med major more. And just the more I got into the path, the more I enjoyed shadowing, the more I enjoyed being in the hospital. And I was honestly like really challenged by like my science courses and I think part of me liked that part of me was suffering, but part of me liked it. And so, you know, really did the biomedical science major pipeline into medical school at UAB. Um, As far as like dermatology, I think I always enjoyed the idea of dermatology before I started med school. I definitely came in with an open mindset, was between a lot of different fields, but got plugged in with dermatology early, got to be one of the co-presidents of our dermatology interest group my first year of medical school. And I think, you know, dermatology is a very competitive field to get into. And I found myself trying to almost look for other specialties during medical school, other ones that I might like. And I compared every single one to dermatology every single Mm -hmm. time. So I think for that, for me, it was just like very telling. And I just, the field's amazing. There's a lot of variability in what you get to do, what kinds of patients you get to see, you get to see all ages. It's very hands-on, very visual. And I'm really excited that that's what's coming for me. That's right. Gotcha. Well, it's interesting to hear you say the variability within dermatology, because I don't know that that's something that I've really considered before. Because yeah. I've always, I've always kind of thought of dermatology as specific, like it's like, oh, like where mm-hmm. this is, this is like specific enough, but I never thought about, you know, even, even further diving down. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that you could name examples, but um, yes, I got you. It's, um, a, it's a, well, it's a, help me out here because I'm scram- I'm scrambling to find words. Yes. But like, what 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 would be some differentiation that you would see within dermatology? Yeah, absolutely. I think like dermatology is really special in that in your residency you can get training to be able to do excisions, which are like skin cancer removal surgeries. You can see all ages, and you can see derm pathology. But there are some like fellowships that you can do for further training, which is crazy to me that you can even subspecialize more. Um, And there are pediatrics and pathology where you're reading like slides. And the other one is Mohs surgery, um, which is more of a specialized skin cancer uh, procedure and technique that can be applied for more advanced cancers. And so um, kind of fun that we do get to have all these subspecialties and we get to see them all during residency too and kind of choose after if that's something we want to dive further into. Yeah, that's that's cool. Have you have you seen then like in kind of coming up through your your medical school experience like where the the funneling like your 
uh, just the the people that you go to class with, like, okay, like I, I'm starting very general and, you know, my classes are bigger and then like it's tightening up a little bit. And then you got to a certain point, like, wow, like I've got my dermatology friends. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, where are you guys going? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, that's a, it's a, I, that, that's so, I, I really hadn't considered up until that point, like the, um, it's like losing out on like people like going like, Oh yeah, well I'm going to do the, this kind of pathology focus, um, within dermatology too. That's yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. It's definitely crazy. Um, it is really nice though in medical school, like we're all together and it's really fun to kind of, you know, have friends that are going into all these different specialties. Like now I know who I'll call if I ever need a surgery or if, I need somebody to look after my kids. And I think that's something that's really neat about medicine too, is we all kind of find our niche, but um, it's fun to see other people find their own niche too. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Uh, one one thought that I had, it was something that you mentioned about um, about we the people, and I'm not sure if yeah. you knew, but uh, Jane Schaefer is my godmother. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah my, yeah, my mom and her are like the best of friends. Um, and like, we grew up like going to, um, each other's houses, like decorating yeah. Christmas cookies and, and stuff like that. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, well, uh, I, she I is wonderful and definitely that it was literally one year that could have set my whole life a whole different way, but it was really a great experience and they're great people too. Yeah, absolutely. I have to. I have to out myself a little bit too, was that I, I was not necessarily the best student in high school. And the, this was a particularly bad nine weeks is that I was in her class. And mm-hmm. obviously we have been, um, been family friends for as long as I've been alive. Right. And, um, I, I was just like not turning assignments in and like not really paying attention and stuff. And like, it was, it was no good. And like my mom, like, finds out she's like you have a d in jane's class she's just like i'm so embarrassed like this is like my good friend and then like jane like talked to my mom she was she was like listen he like did the calculus he like didn't think it was worth it and it was it was really like uh kind of reaffirming <laughs> that yeah that she was like i like I, d- I don't much care if he's not like connecting with it i do want to see him succeed but it doesn't like hurt my feelings that it's yes. my class um, yes. it was really I remember. Nice. So we turned it around a little bit. Um, but yeah. that was, it, it, <laughs> that was like the only D that I, that I made. And it was in like my good friends <laughs> and good for like I, just family, family members like class. I will tell you though, her class for econ, I think was the hardest high school class I ever had to take. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel you there. And I actually like, I think I mentioned earlier how I was like between the pre-med, pre-law, a lot of like the pre-law, like suggested majors had econ as like a first semester Mm -hmm. class. And I said, absolutely not. And so that was kind of like a big push to the pre-med too, because I don't know, I feel you that class, she was a great teacher. It just was not clicking for me. Yeah, absolutely. Just conceptually, I was, I was slow to, to get with it. And like, did not, man, did was, not go <laughs> in one ear out the other. Right. I, I, I was holding you. on for like the first two weeks. I was like, supply, demand, 
X chart. I can do this. And then to the the further the further we got in, I was like, oh man, I'm losing all grip on yep. these <laughs> concepts. Oh so, man. Well, that, that's funny. Well, what what is something that as I asked Kai the this question mm-hmm. uh, last week is what what um what was something that maybe came naturally to you in your experience in medical school and what was something that maybe didn't come so naturally were there things that you know it's a maybe study methods or concepts mm-hmm. uh or pra- uh, practical you know experience yeah. that um things that were you just had to work at a little bit harder or things that you just felt you were naturally good at um i'd like to hear uh, a little bit about that yeah i think i'll start with um what i wasn't naturally good at and end on a high note so, um, sounds good. i think something that i kind of struggled with was just kind of you know, the constant studying and the constant test taking, I think that's definitely something that is incredibly challenging and definitely took some adjusting. And, you know, in medicine, we continue to study throughout our lives, continue to have board tests. I was just studying today for my next board test coming up in a couple of weeks. And so I think that was probably some of the more challenging things is, you know, there's just phases of my life where I spent eight weeks just studying for an exam and, you know, studying all day, every day. And I feel like that can be kind of taxing on, you know, yourself and um, just honestly, like your wellness in general. Mm -hmm. And so I think that could be difficult. But I think I was also very thankful to have people that were also going through the same journey with me. I think there was like a crucial point during COVID, actually, we're just having a Zoom meeting. Um, and honestly, just being like really vulnerable with some people in our class and somebody mentioned like, Hey, like sometimes I just wake up and I'm just glad that I got out of bed and just making sure to like count the little things that you do actually get done. And so I think that for me, you know, helped from then on is like, okay, I have all this stuff I need to do, but really breaking it down and be like, okay, but I was able to do this today. Mm-hmm. And so kind of refocusing that. Um, but yeah, I think studying overall was just very challenging and something I think, you know, I was always challenged by science, even in college. And so in medical school, it was still challenging. Right. Um, I think something that came more naturally was just like more my interactions, like with patients, with colleagues, with my peers. I think that's something that I've really appreciated from my time in medical school is that, you know, we spend so much time just one-on-one with our patients. So just having like those talking skills and kind of trying to develop that bedside manner um, was something I was thankful that I felt like came more naturally. But I'm also glad that, you know, we do have medical school to kind of get to know our friends and in a way, you know, form these relationships that come from like a trauma bonding, but <laughs> something that I was very thankful for, um, just getting to interact with others. I'm definitely an extrovert at heart. So I think that really helped and was something that came more naturally. Nice. But, but very good. I can relate a little bit too to the, uh, you, you said trauma bonding, but uh, the, uh, the, those relationships that are kind of forged in fire to, for, you know, for lack of a better term. Well, not lack of a better term. I think it's a good term. I think it's an (laughs) apt way way to describe what you're, what you're kind of going through. 
um, the the heart the hard and challenging things uh, together yeah. um, can really solidify and strengthen um, the bonds of maybe maybe if you weren't going through that with with someone the the connection wouldn't be quite the same so that's that's a cool thing um, exactly. to be able to, to to point to of like you know despite all of the hardships that we were going through and like the the challenges there uh, on the on the positive end of it here here are some really great connections that I got to exactly got to make. Exactly. It's like, we went through it together. We made it out alive. Here we yeah, are. Absolutely. Um, is it one, one thing that you, you touched on um, impact, you meant, you mentioned impact kind of specifically. Um, and that, and that's something that I really like to, to ask everybody is what impact are they, are they seeing themselves make um, within, within their field, whatever their focus mm-hmm. is. Um, so uh, I'll ask you the same is what, what impact have you seen yourself making? And that could be in maybe the connections that you described or, mm-hmm. or just in, in the way that you are relating to coworkers, patients, everything like that. What, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm definitely still a baby doctor. Um, but I feel like sometimes, you know, I just, I just got off of a month of inpatient medicine and, you know, I might not be the smartest, I might not know everything that we need to be doing. And thankfully, we have our attendings and other doctors looking after me. Um, but something that I feel like is nice is that, you know, my patient gets to see me every day. And so I get to almost be like this familiar face for my patients. And I think that's something that I've really come to appreciate is because, you know, these patients are, you know, in a really vulnerable setting, they're in the hospital for me, it's somewhere that I'm really used to, but this is somewhere where they're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's kind of nice being able to kind of provide that familiarity and kind of form these small little relationships with um, my patients. And so that's been really nice this past month. And I think too, just even being a baby doctor, I think I wouldn't be where I am now without like everybody else who has kind of poured their advice and their thoughts to me. And so that's something I definitely try to emphasize to the younger generation of docs. And so really reaching out to younger girls who, you know, would like guidance. And I think that's been something that's really been nice in this stage of life because the applications are due at the end of the month. And so kind of, you know, I was just in their shoes a year ago and kind of being able to tell them the lessons that I learned um, and what I wish I would have done, I think has also been just really valuable to me to be able to kind of continue to pass on, um, some help. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I, um, two things that kind of stick out for me, what, what you said, the, um, the, the being the, the constancy in, in mm-hmm. that, in that scenario. And I don't know to what, um, what degree, like how serious, like the, these, these conditions are and, and the circumstances that these patients are dealing with, but like, you know, just unfamiliar environment, like you're going mm-hmm. to the hospital and maybe if it's your first time, you don't know where to park and you got to walk across yeah. like these buildings and, and stuff like that. But, uh, but having someone that is familiar with your situation and, um, it's a, and it's a, that's, I think that's a, a really crucial component of yeah. the, um, of the, like of the physician and, and patient relationship, 
um, and, and establishing that trust. So I, I really like that. And then mm-hmm. the, the the element that you mentioned of being an advocate for um, the younger generation, I think that that's mm-hmm. so regardless of what your field is, um, that's mm-hmm. such an important thing to to be able to do and like connect with people. I'm like, hey, like this was really hard for me. Here are some yeah. ways that I coped with it or even excelled at it. Um, such a, yeah, such a cool thing to, to be able to, to do and, and make those, make those connections and, and help out people like yeah. be, be the, be the mentor that you, you would have wanted to have. And um, exactly, and exactly. Like yes. Yeah. And definitely like have been so thankful for my mentors, which some of them are like now my friends. And I think that's just really nice to kind of have that longitudinal relationship, even with some of the gals that are younger too. So it's nice to, you know, I, it's something I really do enjoy. That's, that's cool. I, I like that you said longitudinal as well. Like, have you seen um, people that you've kind of connected with initially about helping them out with a certain process and then you've seen it, like a certain blossoming or gro- growth kind of element there? You're like, oh, well, like I remember when now this, like what, what is, mm-hmm. is it, have, have you seen that? Yeah, for sure. I think um, I have a younger family friend who, you know, I've known since, I guess it's been like 10, 15 years. Um, And she's always been, you know, a couple years younger in high school. And then she also went to Auburn. And then I remember her reaching out to me when she was thinking about pre-med and medical school. And now she's a first year medical student. And I feel like that is just so exciting, so fun. Um, And it's just been really nice to kind of see you know, her go through the same process as well. Mm, that's, that's cool. That's a love, love getting to, uh, to see that. I, um, so I've talked a little bit before on the podcast, my experience with, um, with camps, um, and, mm-hmm. and working in that capacity. And I've gotten to the point now that some of the younger campers that I've had, they're, um, they're now like going to college, yeah. uh, or, or they're like thinking about college stuff like that. I, in, I I won't name names, but I've seen a couple of um, some of my former campers like making their announcements for, um, uh, for their athletic like destinations of, really? of like where they're, where they're going to play sports and stuff yeah. like that. And it's, it's such a cool thing to, um, to, to be able to see like, you're like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Like I was telling you to like, it's a, like, please, please stay out of the grass right here or um, and so stuff like that. And, and now you're, that's it. Now you're uh, your own person and you have your own set of like yeah. de- dedication and stuff like that. But uh, so that that's really, that's really awesome to see. That's so nice. Um, so something else that you've mentioned is the, you know, we, we talked about um, the, the trauma bonding, the, the community element and what, what does that, that looked like for you um kind of it with uh, i would think that um that that would be a particularly tight-knit group um with mm-hmm. um people in in grad school um mm-hmm. and you know it's i, I talked with, with kai about this but the 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 pipeline of vestavia to auburn yep. and auburn to, <laughs> to to uab um it's a yeah. it uh obviously there's some some 
long-standing relationships and connections there, but then mm-hmm. uh, you're bringing in more people from kind of, kind of all over as well. So what, what has that looked like for you? Like the, um, the, the way those connections have changed? Yeah, absolutely. I love that you mentioned Kai. I actually, you know, graduated high school with Kai, studied with Kai at Auburn, went to med school with Kai, um, and honestly missing him so much. I hope he is thriving in California. I think he is. Um, But I think, you know, I've been really thankful to kind of, you know, have my community from high school, have a community from college, and then, like you were mentioning, having this community from med school the trauma bonding, I think, you know, I was really lucky to find some of my very, very best friends. I think it's people that I can count on no matter what, people that we've just shared so many of the same experiences that it almost feels like we're on the same wavelength. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, in medical school, we go through this phenomenon called match day, Mm -hmm. which if you've heard of is um, a random day in March where nationwide we get told where we match into residency. And so very lucky to keep a couple people local, but a lot of my friends are now coast to coast. Um, everybody kind of scattered, which in a way is sad. In a way it's you know exciting to have all these new places that I can go visit. Um, and I'm almost now like in a new period where finding a new community. And I think residency is really nice in that even medicine in general, where we are in these groups of people throughout our training so that we almost have like this built-in community. Um, So that's been something that's been new and something that's been fun. Part of this new transition into residency is, yes, I still have some of my community here in Birmingham some friends from high school, some friends from college, some friends from med school, and now getting to meet some friends from out of town that are doing their training here. And I think that's been really exciting and um, definitely fun too, because even they're from, they're from other medical schools, they, you know, kind of get it sometimes too. Yeah, that that's cool. Um, I, I'm glad that you brought up your, your match experience. Cause we, I, um, in one of the earlier episodes, I, I got to talk with my friend Blair about her experience mm-hmm. with, with match. Um, yeah. and you know, it's something I hadn't, I, when I was talking with her, I got to hear her experience and going someplace new and stuff like that. And, yeah. uh, in with, with her, um, I got to see a picture of what it was like, like, all right, I'm going to a completely new environment and new, new landscape. Yeah. But what I hadn't considered is if, you know, even if you're staying local per se, um, you're it's still an incredible change because the landscape mm-hmm. is changing so much. Even yeah. if you're within the same area, you have so many people that are leaving, so many new people that are coming mm-hmm. in. And that I, I never thought about how that would be an intimidating, challenging, exciting thing to to go through. So that yeah, thank you for for sharing that. I kind of opens opens that up for me so um yeah. uh have you have you found yourself like being like a birmingham guide to some out-of-town folks yes for sure i think you know growing up in high school is birmingham is very different vibes you know we tick to, tend to stick to like our suburb um don't really come as much downtown you know i was at auburn for college 
and coming back for medical school really got to explore the downtown area, really got to explore the good eats. And so that's been really something fun to get to show some of the people that aren't local to Birmingham. And some people had never even been to Birmingham before they matched here. And so it's nice to get to people, get to show people the spots and, you know, have people say how much they're liking Birmingham. Cause I really think is, you know, it's a special place and mm -hmm. we grew up here. So it's special to us, but there's still, there's something for everybody here. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, uh, I'm laughing too, because my, my next question is, is very, kind of very specifically <laughs> related to this. So I was, the question was, as I've written it out is how, how did attending UAB change your perception of Birmingham and maybe the yeah. way you related to it. Um, so I want to ask that for, for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you, if you had this experience, uh, I, we've, it's something that's come up quite a bit in, in guests that are from Birmingham. Um, but, uh, just the way that you perceive the city, like as it has, as it has, as it has changed, like i uh, I went to school like away. Um, mm -hmm. and so kind of coming back, it was still insular. It was still within the suburb that I knew. And mm -hmm. then now I'm an adult. Um, and I, I'm like, Oh wow, this is like such a, this is such a yeah. cool place to be. Um, yeah. and it's, um, it's cool. So well, let me revert back to that then is how, how did, how did going to UAB, how did that change the way that you relate to Birmingham as a, as a city? Yeah, I think for me, it, I think it made me really thankful to be from Birmingham. I think, you know, first off getting to train at UAB, I think being from Birmingham, we just almost take UAB for granted, mm -hmm. but it truly is like a world renowned hospital center with so many specialists, so much research going on. And I think that we're really lucky that we do have it here in Alabama, in Birmingham. And so I think that was something that kind of came throughout med school that I don't think I appreciated in high school or in undergrad because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, UAB's right downtown. Um, but I, you know, am really appreciative of what UAB is able to offer. And then I had something else on my mind. Um, oh, yes. So my fourth year of medical school, I actually did away rotations in other states. Um, and I, you know, I had such a good time. I got to see so many different environments, different landscapes, meet wonderful, kind people. Um, but it really made me miss Birmingham mm -hmm. and really made me thankful that Birmingham was home. And, you know, for residency, I was definitely open to going anywhere truly for dermatology. Um, I just really wanted to match, but I am very, very excited that I get to stay home. Yeah, that that's, that's awesome. Um, it's a, I, I can imagine that, um, that like being, uh, being kind of, uh, sorry, let me, let me rewind and see if, <laughs> I, can see if I can generate a, a, a real thought. Um, but being, being integrated into Birmingham, like, like the, the campus is so central to, you know, the yeah. downtown area, you're walking distance from, you know, maybe Staples, mm -hmm. um, from a culinary standpoint and you, yeah. you have pretty easy access to, um, just a, a lot of different, uh, cultural touchstones, 
as well. I imagine that that would, um, that that would make it a, a cool, cool place to be and, um, kind of relate Absolutely. to people like, Hey, all right guys, that's a, that was a, that was a hellacious test. Where are we going to, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to, to shake that all out? Um, exactly. I, I, I think that that would help me to, to see Birmingham in like a completely different light. Yeah. So I can, I can appreciate there, that. You know, Beham has some great food spots to offer. So yeah. So I need I need to get some notes from you because I'm trying really hard to to be like a cool dad and yeah like, and like know some cool cool spots and I have I have, we have some friends from uh, from college that um, they it's they're kind of a similar situation in that um, he's from Birmingham she's mm-hmm. from she's from Knoxville uh, similar to how Tabby and I yeah. are and now they live in Birmingham. And they and their taste is much better than ours, um, and, they, and, they, and they know and they know many more cool spots and like where where to go, uh, where the where the best like cocktails and food and stuff like that are. And mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 nice to get their perspective, but and that and we can never get enough. So I'm gonna have to, to have to get some some notes from yeah. you, some some top five lists. Absolutely, ask me anytime. It's a good deal. We'll we'll do. Um, it's a, so we, we mentioned the, this idea of the, the culmination, it's a building towards, um, you know, all, all of these years kind of leading into, um, this experience, um, was there an element of like catharsis of like, maybe just overwhelmed, like, wow, I can't believe that all of that is kind of over. Um, mm-hmm. or do you still feel like there's a continuing, um, feeling of building or maybe like a mix of both? What has that been like? I think it's really a mix of both for me. I think match day was very surreal. Um, you know, the way our match week works is day one, Monday, we find out if we match. We don't find out where until Friday. Um, so I think maybe that was kind of like a, wow, this day has really come. Um, and it's come and gone. It felt like it went by so fast. Um, whereas we'd kind of, you know, been working towards this day very slowly, very much like surviving and thriving vibes for, you know, three and a half, almost four years to get to that day. So I think that was kind of like a surreal, like shocking day, just getting through it and just almost being in disbelief that it was over. But I think in medicine, you know, we're very like goal oriented and we still have a very long journey to go. Um, And so I think, you know, with graduation, graduation passed by and, you know, I'm just an intern now and I still have, you know, four full years of residency before I get to be a doctor on my own. And so I think that is something that's still really exciting. And I think kind of keeps the goal going which Mm -hmm. is nice but there was a time in my life where honestly still where I'm like oh my god I'm gonna be a dermatologist like that Mm -hmm. thought will still cross my mind and it's just it's really nice it's really nice to see like okay all the hard work is you know paying off and we're here now yeah I I love that um I I think that that is is kind of a 
uh, maybe it's not universal, but it, it's it's kind of what um, my my experience is, is that so so much of what we go through in life, you you feel like you're building towards like the next thing, yeah, and you you get there, and then mm-hmm. there's like it's a, a I want to put it optimistically because I don't want to want it to feel like this this hamster wheel but uh you're you like you you've gotten to the graduation point and then you're like wow well a, well there there still is this other thing to build to and like i'm sitting in appreciation for what i just finished and went through but mm-hmm. it's still exciting to be in this time where i'm also working towards something else so yeah. it doesn't have to be that i feel like check and i'm done exactly. and i'm finished and that i'm always like grinding towards something too like there's exactly like there's little little peaks like to there's little milestones still to get ahead and so i do think that's nice it's like almost built in into medicine and so um it is nice just on to the next Mm -hmm. yeah that's 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 really that's really good well I, I don't know uh, uh, if this is going to be something that I continue or not, but I just had this thought is what, um, um, what is something that you would like to ask the next guest uh, of, of the show? I just kind of had this thought and I thought it would be a cool thing, kind of a, a pass it on yeah. situation, you know, pay it forward uh, in the drive through. Um, but in, in the form of a question, what's something that you'd like to ask the next guest? Ooh, I like this. Um, Hmm. I think something that would be neat that's kind of true to the when I was your age podcast is maybe asking like what is something that you find challenging that others might not find challenging I guess you kind of asked that in some way um but just because I feel like you know everybody is in different phases of life and I think that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to be able to share your challenges. And I think it's nice to see when, you know, somebody might think something is challenging that you also think is challenging. Mm -hmm. And so kind of, I think that's been something might be something neat to hear about. Nice. That's, that's very cool. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to keep that in the pocket and hopefully use that for, for the next guest. And we'll see hopefully if we, they like it it's a, yeah <laughs> absolutely hopefully we're not putting them on the spot if so spot. if if they feel really uncomfortable answering I'll, answering i'll just tell them that that bella made me say it and yes they can blame me they can you can also ask them their favorite jenny's flavor oh, and nice. maybe that'll just too. make it okay that'll make yeah. it okay yeah that that'll be that will kind of eat uh ease them into it like what's your favorite exactly. jenny's f- flavor what's something that you feel like you inherently struggle with that (laughs) (laughs) it's others don't um but then they'll realize that others might it's a exactly exactly (laughs) Uh, i I think it's a i think it's a good way to to get people thinking also kind of share to just the the vulnerability component of like oh well i don't think of myself as this but other people outside looking in might also might say well i would disagree i think that you are good at this in some way um Um, which, which is also is, you know, another, another theme, another thing I want to highlight is, is recognizing, um, things that I think others are doing well, um, Mm -hmm. and, and celebrating that. Yeah, I know this is fun. It's a absolutely, well, Bella, do you have anything else that you'd like to, to close out with, um, before we shut it down for the, for the evening? 
No, this was great. It's so fun to get to catch up with you and just get to chat on a fun Tuesday. That's a absolutely a good deal. Well, that is going to conclude it for episode 11 of When I Was Your Age. Thank you so much to Bella for coming on the show. Uh, again, we've had uh, uh, Bella's Instagram up here. Make sure that you follow her. If you have made it to this point, uh, give us a shout out or a comment or something on your story to let us know that you made it uh, to to this point. Um, and so, uh, to make sure that we know that, uh, put your favorite emoji um, in the mm-hmm. um, in the in the posting, whatever that might be. But uh, again, that that'll wrap us up for for now, and we'll see you in the next one. Sounds good. Thanks, Roland. All right.